God's People at SealingGodsPeople.org with your host, Dennis Beard. Podcasts are on app at Sealing God's People on your iPhone, Androids, and over 25 different areas of sites. We're talking about the sealing of God's people, of course, and the work of, of the ministry here in the last days, the work of God. And it is a strange work. In Isaiah 28, it says, When the Lord will arise to do his work, his strange work, and bring to pass his act, his strange act. Don't mock at it, lest your bands be made strong. For I have heard of the Lord of hosts a consumption decreed upon the whole earth. O earth, 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 hear ye the word of the Lord. What is this work? He will lay judgment to the lion and righteousness to the plummet. It will literally measure the temple of God, the body of Christ, the altar that we worship therein, and the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy revealed in and through the body of Christ. It will be through the reed like unto a rod given unto me, John said. Rise and measure the temple of God, the temple of which we are, and the altar, that's our sacrificial life, doing the will of God, and them that worship therein. Those that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. The truth is an essential. But the courts which is without measure not, for it's given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall be trodden underfoot. Forty-two months, time, times and a half, three and a half years, a thousand two hundred three score days. So we want to take a look at this work. And the morning star. Now, the morning star, when they saw his star in the east, it was the manifestation of God literally revealed in flesh. God manifest in the flesh. The Messiah that should come. The Christ. God himself with man, Emmanuel, God with us. As we take a look at the work to bring forth many sons unto glory. How high a glory. For the whole creation moaneth and groaneth in pain to be delivered into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. The whole creation. And not only they, but we also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, do groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit the redemption of our body. To him that overcometh, Jesus said, I will give him power over the nations, a rod to rule the nations. And as a vessel of a potter shall they be beaten to shivers. And I will give him the morning star. Something that we're given freely of the Holy Ghost by crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust, where we'll be able to receive this gift, this glory, this kingdom, this dignity, this honor. Not ours, but the Lord's. Christ sent us the hope of glory. We find that in Pergamos, to him that overcometh will I grant and give a white stone, wherein is a new name written, a kainos, a new name, a new thing, a new wine, a higher glory, that only he knows that receives it. 
We have to receive this word. And I will give him the hidden manna. The hidden manna was the manna that was hidden inside the Ark of the Covenant, the testimony, along with Aaron's rod that budded and the tables of stone. In other words, the deep and secret things of God will be freely given to us as a seal broke by the Lamb of God that has prevailed to open the seals of the book. And we find that there is a secret, a secret that is revealed in the Son of Man. And we find that in John, and it talks about Jesus saying, Him, that Son of Man, him hath God the Father sealed. Frigidzo. A Greek word meaning to secret, to hide. And that sealed is ownership, a higher glory, the kingdom revealed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, If I with the finger of God cast out devils, know ye the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. Not the kingdom of the Son of God, the kingdom of God. He is the everlasting Father. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. How high of glory are we called for, pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus? As many as be perfect be thus minded. And if you be any otherwise minded, God will reveal this even unto you. So as we take a look at Daniel, Daniel, judge of God, and we find in chapter 2 that there's a secret, and it is predominant and listed over and over again redundantly, this secret, the secret. As we take a look at it in Daniel 2, the king has a dream. And the king of Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, has all his wise men, astrologers, and soothsayers. And soothsayers were one that divide the heavens and in divisions and try to guess or tell men's destiny through dividing the heavens, through astrology stars which we are told to stay away from. God numbers the stars. And every star differs in glory. And the heavens declare the handiwork of God, which is a man. All the heavens reveal that Jesus Christ is the Lord of glory, the God of heaven. But the work, not only his person, but his work, declares the work of God. Psalm 19, as the sun going forth in his course. The work of God is a strange work. When he lays judgment to the line, righteousness of the plummet, to literally measure the height, depth, length, and width of Christ in us, which we will all be measured by Christ. How high a measure do we have to go? These, all these exceedingly great and precious promises given to us are to escape the corruption of the world through lust that we might be made partakers of his divine nature, not ours. All we have to do is obey 
coming out of the world, be separate. Then the Lord says, I'll receive you into sons and daughters. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So it becomes a thing, the world, the love of the world versus the love of Christ. And Jesus said, except a man, hate father, mother, brothers, daughters, uh, sons and daughters, uh, and mothers and dads, and yea, his own life also. Except a man hate all of those, and yea, his own life. Cannot be my disciple. Now, a disciple, whosoever forsaketh all that he hath, that does not forsake all that he hath, cannot be my disciple. We must forsake all that we have in the world. We must divest ourselves of the world in order to please God and do his will. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is of the world, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, and the world passes away with the lust thereof. But whosoever doeth the will of God shall abide forever. Now, there's a doctrine going through the church that you do not do any works at all, the works that accompany salvation. Can faith alone save a person? James says no. Faith without works is dead being alone. Let patience have her perfect work. Tribulation worketh patience. Patience worketh experience. And experience worketh hope. Hope maketh out of shame. Because the love of God is shuddered abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. So those that suffer with him will reign with him. Why suffering? To crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust. In 1 Peter 4, verse 1. For as much then Christ has suffered for us in the flesh. Be ye therefore likewise minded. Why? That's the mind of Christ. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. That requires us as the body of Christ to present our bodies a living sacrifice unto God, holy and acceptable, which is our reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for you is. It's not enough to know the will of God, but we must do it. We must be a doer of the word. We must do his will, not ours. And the only way that we can do that is crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust and then prove that will of God for each individual's life in a believer. That secret that he is doing is now, and that seal in the book is now open by the lamb that was slain, that man that is found worthy to open the seals of the book. It is now open. To him that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. The church is now, all throughout the world, are coming into a higher glory. The ones that overcome, he said, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I overcame. And I am set, S-E-T, state of glory. Stated down with my Father in his throne. It's not transcendent. It is stated. Pisteo, belief. Believe is to trust in a dear to and obey. 
For whosoever you yield your members and servants to obey, him are the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. Now, we want to focus on righteousness. In this podcast, what is righteousness? Well, somebody say, well, that which is right. Well, that's true as a Webster's Dictionary version, but the biblical righteousness. What is biblical righteousness? If we read Daniel 12, and we see that the ones that will turn many to righteousness will shine as the stars of heaven and the sun in its brightness. Let me read the verse, and it says Daniel 12 and verse 2. And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. So there's going to be a resurrection of the just and the unjust. Verse 3. And they that shall be wise. Now the wise, the wisdom of those, the wise shall understand these things, the things of faith. But it's hidden for those that do not have a pure heart toward God. So in the day that you search for God with all your heart is a day that we find him. It requires a wholehearted, uh, with body, soul, and spirit, seeking the Lord our God with our whole being. And he says, those that be wise, the wise shall understand these things, but the wicked cannot understand these things, the things of faith, not the things of the world, the things of faith. And they that be wise, I liken to him to a wise man that dig deep and founded a rock and that rock, which is Christ, but we must know him in the height, depth, length, and width of Christ according to the grace given to us. And that Christ in his height is the Father of glory. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. Christ is that spirit, First Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. If you've tuned into the podcast and teaching Christ, which is a ceiling in the last days, it's all in Christ, by Christ, and through Christ that we have the sealing. Christ is the Word. Christ is the Father. Christ is that Spirit and every office of that Spirit. Be it Father, Word, Holy Ghost, Son of God, Redemption, Redemption Office of the Spirit, Son of Man, Kingdom Office of the Spirit, Word, Expression Office of the same Spirit, Father, Administrative Office of that same Spirit, Holy Ghost, the power office of that same spirit. But there's only one spirit. One body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God who's above all, Father of all, and in us all. That's Christ in you, the hope of glory, who is the Father. But to know the height, the depth, the length, and the width of Christ is righteousness. And it's a word of righteousness. But the newborn babes are unskillful in the word of of righteousness. We know that in Hebrews 5. Paul, speaking about Melchizedek, said these things are hard to be uttered. This king priesthood that you're called for, you're called for kings and priests, and you will reign with the Lord your God in the earth for a thousand years during the millennial. But 
these newborn babes are unskillful in the word of righteousness. And only the wise will turn the hearts of the people to righteousness, the true God and eternal life. Believing on the name of the Son of God, Jesus, Jehovah's salvation, not Jehovah Junior's salvation, is taught in the God-man doctrine of the Chalcedonian def definition in 451 A.D., which is held by all Trinity, Binitarian Tunis, and Oneness denominations. So we have to come out of her and be separate. We have to seek the Lord with all our hearts. Those that do hunger and thirst after righteousness, this revelation of Christ is righteousness. And we see there in Daniel 12, verse 3, and those that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they that turn many, turn many to righteousness. The true gospel of Jesus Christ. He that knew no sin became sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, by him and through him alone. Paul said, I've suffered the loss of all things and do count them a dung that I might win Christ and be found not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law. By the works of the law, no flesh shall be saved. But the righteousness of God by faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. And that faith is obedience unto righteousness. That is Romans 6. Whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey him of the servants to whom you obey of obedience unto righteousness. Now, what is that righteousness? Well, that is Jesus Christ. He is uh, the Lord, Jehovah Tendishkunu, the Lord, our righteousness. He is righteousness. He is the blessed and only potentate. 1 Timothy 6.15. 16. The omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. The blessed and only potentate. Jesus only doctrine. Who only hath immortality. That is Jesus and his only the only Spirit, the only Father of glory, the Word, the Holy Ghost, the wonderful Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Notice it said the mighty God, the everlasting Father. That's Jesus Christ, the everlasting Father. The wise in the last days that will shine and the brightness of the firmament as the sun in its brightness. Those are the ones that will turn many to righteousness, understanding the true gospel of Jesus Christ, the true kingdom of God, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. These are the only ones, the wise, that will understand these things. And it requires us growing from glory to glory, from faith to faith. And how do we know that we're there? Well, the newborn babes desire then sincere milk of the word, they may grow thereby. But Paul tells us in Hebrews 
5 in the 5th chapter, he says, speaking of Melchizedek, these things are hard to be uttered, seeing that you are dull of hearing. Dull of hearing? Yes. Paul wanted to say much about the king priesthood, but he couldn't because their hearts weren't there and deep enough in the word of God to receive the word of righteousness. He says, when you ought to be teachers, you have need again to be taught the first principles of the oracles of God and have need of milk and not of strong meat. Milk for the babies are unskillful in the word of righteousness. They don't understand biblical righteousness. They do not have the word or understand the word of righteousness. Now, the most important profound truth in the word of God that we're saved by grace and most stop right there. But grace reigns through righteousness. Romans 5. Without righteousness, there is no grace. And 1 Peter 1 tells us that the revelation of Jesus Christ, that revelation, the grace comes to us at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So grace reigns through something, through righteousness, through this revelation of righteousness, through the work that Jesus did himself as the Christ, the Spirit of God, that took upon him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man humbled himself into the death, the death of the cross. So Christ is that Spirit. First Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. The Old Testament prophets search diligently into the grace that should come unto us. Searching what or what manner of time, the Spirit, capital S, God himself, God is a Spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We all know that. But Christ is that Spirit. And there's only one Spirit, one body, one Spirit. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. That one Spirit of God has many offices. Father, Word, Holy Ghost. That is Son of God, Son of Man. All the Jehovah titles, Jehovah Maskes, uh, Jehovah Nadiskadu, Jehovah Maskadim, Jehovah Rafika, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Shama. All of these, Jehovah Jireh, all of these are none but Jesus Christ in his attributes. The same spirit. But that same spirit, the Lord that heals thee, Jehovah Rafika. The Lord that heals you, that's Jesus. The Lord your provider, provider, Jehovah Jireh, Yerush Yaru, Shalom. That is Jesus. The Lord our righteousness, Jehovah Tadishkinu. That is Jesus. That is the Spirit. He is the blessed and only potentate, the Almighty. That is First Timothy six fifteen, Revelation one eight. He is the Father of glory, John eight twenty four. Because if you believe that I am He, the Father, you shall die in your sins. But it's all the instruction as we have been taught Christ and are established in Christ. And if any man by abide not in the doctrine of Christ, he's none of his. Second John 9. 
the biggest need for the church throughout the world is the revelation of Christ. Who is Christ? We need to know the height, the depth, the length, and the width of Christ. The wise will turn many to righteousness. Well, what is righteousness? Well, grace reigns through righteousness. Sin reigned by death. Grace reigns through something, through righteousness, through Christ, through the work that he did, through Golgotha, through Calvary, through his death, burial, and resurrection, that it behooved Christ to suffer and to die and to rise again, and that re repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name, Christ. It behooved Christ to suffer. Who is Christ? Christ is God, who made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant. Why did he do that? So he could fulfill the law as a man. He looked for a man, but he was amazed he could find none. Therefore, he said, my own arm brought salvation to me, to myself. We find that in Isaiah 50, 59, 16, Isaiah 63, 5. Isaiah 53, 1, to whom hath the order of the Lord been revealed? He looked for a man. He was amazed he could find none. Therefore, my own arm brought salvation unto me. God working salvation in and of himself alone. How did he do it? He provided himself a sacrifice. How did God do that? Well, only a man, a man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back to God. He must be our kinsman redeemer, one of us. For as much then are the children, the protectors of flesh and blood. He, God himself, also likewise took part of the same. Hebrews 2. That in all things he was made like unto his brethren, of which reason he's not ashamed to call us brethren. We're all of one. Hebrews 4.15, he was tempted at all points like as we are yet without sin. Well, the height, Christ is that spirit. 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, it says very expressly, Peter states that those Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come to us, searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ that was in them when it testified beforehand and signified beforehand the sufferings of Christ. Christ then, the spirit, somehow or other will suffer. And it will behoove Christ to suffer. This is the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. You find that in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9, which is righteousness. To understand righteousness, biblical righteousness, not just, well, it's right, but biblical righteousness must be by revelation. It is the revelation of Christ. Just as in Matthew 16, when Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say, his disciples, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Well, the Son of Man is that kingdom office. We find that in John 3.13, no man has ascended up to heaven. But he that came down from heaven, somebody said, well, I thought Enoch and Elijah had already been there. In the heaven realm, they did not taste the death, they did not say they went into the third heaven 
and they're seated with God. No. We find Elijah after 10 years writing a letter to Jehoram after he'd been taken up to heaven by a whirlwind. When God changes the king, he changes the priest, he changes the prophet. King, priest, and prophet, it is a total new thing, just like God is doing now, or Lord Jesus Christ. Taking us from Pentecostal glory to tabernacle glory, a higher level of glory to those that are wise. The wise shall understand these things. And these things are the things of faith that was once delivered to the saints. We find in Revelation, the first chapter, the revelation of Jesus Christ, not the Antichrist, Jesus Christ, as given to St. John the Divine. Revelation 1, verse 1, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants, the servants of God, those that serve God, that do his will. Show unto his servants of God what? Things. These are the things of faith. Faith is the substance of things, so far. The evidence of things not seen. The things which are seen are temporal. They're of the world. The things which are not seen are eternal. So we set our heart on the things above, our affection on the things above, not on the things beneath. So the prosperity gospel is a lie. Many have erred thinking that gain is godliness. From such turn away. All that will be rich fall into divers and, and diverse temptations and hurtful lust and diverse temptations. We must crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust in order to do the will of God. Now, with that said, righteousness, grace reigns through righteousness. What if we do not know what righteousness is? Then how can we be sure that we're walking in grace and growing in grace? How do you grow in grace? Because grace reigns through righteousness and the higher revelation you have of Christ is grace bestowed upon you. That if you've done the will of God, that he gives you a higher level growing in grace and in favor of the Lord Jesus Christ by doing his will. Take heed how you hear. The same measure you meet with all shall be measured to you again. To him the have, he'll have the more. To him that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he has. And that revelation of Christ, that all grace may abound unto you, that you may know the height, depth, length, and width of Christ. That's righteousness. Christ is our righteousness. So who is that? Jesus is the Christ. Yeshua or Mashiach. He is the Lord, God, our righteousness, Jehovah Tadishkinu. This is only known by the wise that will turn many to righteousness. They have to turn there to turn someone from the error of the way to righteousness requires that you know, and I know righteousness and that grace reigns through righteousness. This revelation that comes to you and that's grace that comes to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, 1 Peter 1. By that, we know that we're in him. If any man that speaks of himself, seeketh his own glory. But he that speaketh of him that sent him, 
Who sent him? The word. God sent his word and healed him. God sent his word. The word was made flesh. The word is the father, not a different God, not a different person, not a second person of the Godhead, not God Jr., not Spirit Jr. That's the era of the Trinity. But it's also an era of two-ness and also the era of oneness in that say that the man is not God, but has God still in the glorified man, Christ Jesus, who is a mediator between God and man. The mediator was done when he shed his blood on the cross, thereby becoming our propitiation, therefore our salvation. Where? Father, forgive me. He made intercession for the transgressors. Where? On the cross. Now, we're going to look at righteousness. And many that will receive the word will be in a higher realm of glory through the revelation of righteousness, who is Christ alone. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. Christ. Well, to understand that, we need to take a look at John 16. Jesus said, when the Holy Ghost comes, he's going to reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of sin, because they believe not on me, Jesus said. Of righteousness, because I go to my Father. And of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. Now, let's take a look at John 16 so we don't miss anything. In John 16, he's going to tell us what righteousness is according to the Lord, not according to somebody's definition. Well, it's just being right. But biblical righteousness, which grace reigns through righteousness. We find there in John 16 that Jesus, now we'll take a look at John 16. Need to read the whole thing there when you have time. And of course, many of you have read many, many times. But as we take a look at it and understand righteousness, it brings us to a higher level. And of course, that's what we want. We want to go higher in God, in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the revelation of Jesus. And we see in John 16, Jesus said in John 16, verse 7, he says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. Now, the Comforter is the Holy Ghost. Who is this Holy Ghost? Is he a third person of the Godhead that we're told? As in the Chalcedonian definition, 451 AD? No. That's a lie. A bold-faced lie. But very few people have read the Word of God and say, Lord, show me who you are. There's only one spirit, many different offices. Yes, but only one spirit. And Jesus is that spirit. He is the Lord. The Lord is that spirit. Well, who is this comforter? Jesus said, I'll pray the father in the days of his flesh. So we must know that first of all, Christ is in the height. He's the spirit of God. Always has been God and always will be God. Therefore, Jesus being the Christ said before Abraham was, before Abraham was, I am they said, you're not yet 50 years old. You've seen our father Abraham. He said, before Abraham was, I am. Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it. How? Because he is that spirit. 
by my name Jehovah in Exodus 6, was I not known, speaking to Moses, was I not known by Abraham, Isaac, by my name Jehovah. But they knew him as Elohim, Almighty God. It speaks of a revelation of the name going higher in glory who the Lord Jesus is. Abraham certainly knew that he is the Lord God Almighty. And one of the angels that stayed back in the, in the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham called him Lord. He literally ate with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, his name wasn't revealed there. Why? Somebody said, well, if it was the Lord Jesus, why didn't just say Jesus? Well, because the Lord had not manifested his eternal habitat, his eternal tabernacle, his eternal dwelling yet. He would be many, we call it theophanies, and many different manifestations of Jesus in the Old Testament. It's the Lord. In Colossians 1, 16 and 17, it says, Jesus Christ created all things, whether they be thrones, principalities, powers, things visible, invisible, all things were made by him, for him and for his good pleasure. Who? Jesus. And that he is the word. He is the father. He is the Holy Ghost. Well, we find in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Bereshit, Barak, Elohim, eight. The eight is the Aloft Tav. It is the Hebrew ABC diary from A to Z. The Aloft through the Tav. In the Greek, it is the Alpha to the Omega. And in the first book, in that first chapter of the book of the Revelation, in Revelation 1.8, Jesus says, I am Alpha and Omega, the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew, I'm the Aloft through the Tav. I am every attribute of God you're looking at him. I am the Alpha and the Omega. In English, I'm A through Z of everything God is. I'm the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, I am right now, God Almighty, self-existent, eternal God, was, always have been God, was and will be. The Almighty, Revelation 1.8, the Almighty, the Omnipotent, yes, the Potent, the Blessed and Only Potentate. 1 Timothy 6.15. Now we're getting into the height of Christ. He is that spirit. He's God. He is that spirit, always has been. But Adam sinned. By one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. As the offenses of one, so also the free gift is of one. We have to have a man made in under the law to redeem us under the law. A man after the fall. One of us, a kinsman redeemer. Well, the devil thinks he's won this war. He thinks if he crucifies the Lord of glory, he's won. What he doesn't realize is that it's God himself that makes himself of no reputation. Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, not made equal, to be equal with God. No one's equal with God except God himself and all of his attributes. All these attributes are equal God and his many attributes. 
I wisdom, dwell with prudence. Wisdom in a singular personal pronoun in Proverbs 8 is one of the attributes of God. I wisdom, dwell with prudence. Prudence is another, prudence is another attribute of God. I daily was his delight. Well, that, the delight of the Lord, the wisdom with me is understanding. There's another attribute of God. Jeremiah 51, 15 tells us how he created the earth, the heavens, and all by his wisdom, knowledge, and, and his power. Wisdom, understanding, and power. Three different attributes of God. But it's not a different spirit. It's that same spirit, that same spirit in God, not another. Well, to understand righteousness, we have to understand the height, depth, length, and width of Christ, and the height, he's God. How high is he? He is that spirit. Above all, in all, the Father of glory. <laughs> he is Christ, the Father of glory. That's the reason he that denied that Jesus is a Christ hath denied the Father. 1 John 2, 22. Who is a liar, but he that denied that Jesus is a Christ. Why? Because Christ is the Father. He is that spirit. He is that everlasting, self-existent, eternal spirit of God. And all the Old Testament prophets, Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, 14 minor prophets, all the way to Malachi, prophesied by the spirit of Christ that was in them. That means that Jesus, that Christ, that spirit, is Christ that all the Old Testament's prophesied by, and Peter, who was given the keys of the kingdom in Matthew 16, when Jesus asked, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? The Son of Man is the kingdom office of the Spirit of God. No man ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven, John 3.13. And it is in the Son of Man, him hath God the Father sealed, John 6. John 7. We find that that son of man is the kingdom office and him hath God the Father sealed. Well, what is that? Well, sealed is to fragizo, it, that Greek word, I might know if I'm pronouncing it, but it is the secret to authenticate, to literally put your seal upon of, the, of its authority. And him that believes the record that God gave of his son has set to his testimony, his seal, that God is true. That's the testimony of Jesus. That's the sealing that we must have and each level of growth until the final apocalyptic seal in Revelation 7. We must go that high in Christ. But we must know righteousness because grace reigns through righteousness and in the height, depth, length, and width of Christ, and Christ is our righteousness, that we find there in John 16, that he gives us what righteousness is. Because he said, whenever he sealed the Son of Man, him hath God the Father sealed, well, that's hidden. He speaks in Proverbs. We find in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9, to the full acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom, in him, that man, are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. 
Well, if wisdom's there, with all you're getting, get wisdom. And the wise turn many to righteousness. And the newborn babes are unskillful in the word of righteousness. It means that we must grow up to a state of glory where we have and understand wisdom being the righteousness uh, that God is. Jehovah Tendishkinu, the Lord, our righteousness, which is Christ alone. And that is our grace. Grace reigns through righteousness. Romans 5. So in him are head, in whom, in him, Christ Jesus, the Father, God, the Father of Christ, that mystery. In him are head, all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So wisdom there has to be sought out. Kings seek, seek out these secret things of God. It's given us to know. And it says that in him dwelleth, houses permanently, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So therefore, until God has a permanent tabernacle, a permanent dwelling, he will not place his name there. Neither would you if you bought a rental house or, or rented a rental house, I should say, and did not buy it you wouldn't literally chisel your name over the front door, pour concrete on your front porch, and literally write your name in it because it is a rental house. It's not yours. It's not going to be a permanent abode, a permanent tabernacle, a permanent dwelling. So until you bought your house where you would be there forever, then and only then would you put your name there as a permanent tabernacle as a permanent abode, a permanent eternal dwelling. And that's what dwelling all the fullness of the Godhead bodily is God manifesting himself once and once and for all in this one and only tabernacle dwelling of God, which is Christ Jesus, God manifest in the flesh. First Timothy 316. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angel, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Who? God himself, Christ himself. But we find out that's the height, that he is God. But he's going to leave there. The word is coming. And God said, let there be light. And God said, the word is the same spirit as God, the Father. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And it was good. Well, how did God create all things? By his word. All things were made by him. Without him was anything made that was made. John 1. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us when we beheld his glory. Who? God's glory. As the only begotten. Son of God, full of grace and truth. John 1, 18. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son. Some will have in the, that scripture, in their translation, the only begotten God, he hath declared him. Monogonese theos. Others will say the only begotten Son, monogonese theos. Or the only begotten one. All is correct. The only begotten Son is the only begotten God, which is the only begotten one. It's a so unique Yaqid, so unique one, only one of a kind, never be another one. A so unique one, the only begotten Son of God, the only begotten God. 
the only begotten one, a yakid. That is, and the yakid in the Hebrew is a so unique, only one, a very unique one. Not ikad, yakid. Jesus is that only begotten God, the only begotten son, the only begotten one. He's born in the city of David, Christ. Christ the Lord. Well, he's always been the Lord and always will be the Lord. That's the reason you could bow down before the man Christ Jesus in the days of his flesh and not be an idolatry. We bow down before one of the believers today in the church. You're an idolatry because we're not God manifest in the flesh. We're not God. We're not the son of God. We're not to be worshiped. We worship him. When John was about to worship this man that looked exactly like Jesus in Revelation 19.10, the man said, see thou doest it not. If anyone knew the Lord Jesus, God Almighty, it was John, John the Revelator. He said, see thou doest it not. I am of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. I have the faith that was once delivered to the saints. I have that spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus. I have a higher revelation of the word in grace that you think, and I look and exactly like the image of Jesus Christ. The body fitly framed together as a living epistle built up a spiritual house, a royal priesthood, spiritual house whereby we offer sacrifices and praises unto God. Lively stones. John saw it in Revelation 19.10. He was about to worship him. He said, see thou doest it not. I'm of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. I'm telling you who I am. I've got a higher glory than the rest of the church that have not gone on to a higher glory that stayed on the old store, the old wine, and have not partaken and be new wineskins where the new wine is stored. They haven't gone on, but I'm one that did. And they come to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and look as a perfect image of Jesus Christ until the knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So righteousness, by which grace reigns, in John 16, he says there, of righteousness, because I go to my Father. Well, he came from God. So how do we know that? We go here, and he says, uh, uh, in that day, uh, and she, he goes to verse 21, let's start there, and he says, a woman, when she is in travail, has sorrow, birth pains, because her hour is come. But as soon as she is delivered of the child, she remembereth not the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world. You now, therefore, have sorrow, but I will see you again. Now, it's very important. We understand what he says when I'll see you again. In Matthew 16, Jesus says, some of you standing here will not taste of death until you see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. The Son of Man coming in his kingdom. And that was 2,000 years ago. Now, we know Jesus Iscariot was certainly would not see him again. But some will not taste of death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. When? Well, the Son of Man is the kingdom office. And Jesus said, there in Acts 1, wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you've heard of me. 
that not, not many days hence, you'll receive power from on high. Then, when the Holy Ghost came, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, there in one mind, one accord in that upper room, suddenly there came a sound as of a rushing mighty wind, cloven tongues of fire appeared, set on each one of them, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. There's the Son of Man revealed. They saw it. We saw the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Christ. Christ is that Son of Man. Christ is that kingdom office. Christ is the Son of Man. Christ in you, the hope of glory. There, Jesus said, but I'll see you again. When? On the day of Pentecost, I'm coming again. And your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. The joy, not happiness, but joy in the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Now watch this. Verily be I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Now we know the name of the Father is Jesus. John 5, 43, and his name, I've come in my Father's name, Jesus said. What's the name of the Father? Jesus. He says over there when he's entering in, uh, to Jerusalem on the goat to fall of an ass, uh, as he comes in, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. What's the name of the Lord? Jesus. John 17, Father, I've manifested your name. Keep through thine own name, those that thou hast given me. Well, what name did he manifest? Jesus, the name of the Father. Well, he says at that time, you asked the Father in my name. What's the name of the Father? Jesus. So many people today still say Father in the name of Jesus. Let's go on. For those in a higher glory, and you want your prayers answered, and you want the devil to obey your command that the Lord and the power he's given you. How? We'll be gone. Said, you ask the Father my name, he'll give it you. Because Jesus is speaking there in his humiliation. That is the depth of Christ. The height, he's the Father. The Word, the Holy Ghost. What's the depth of Christ? That he became a man, made in under the law. Galatians 4, verse 4. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his Son. How? Made of a woman, made in under the law to redeem us that were under the law. Well, that's the depth of Christ. He humbled himself, made himself of no reputation, Philippians 2, 6 through 8. Took upon him the form of a servant. That's how low he went. A servant, yes. Who is that servant? Isaiah 43, 10 tells us. Thus saith the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, Jehovah God Almighty, and my servant whom I have chosen, that is the humiliated state, the humble state of God himself. That you may know and believe me and understand. Not denominations, not bishops, apostles, prophets, whatever. But understand me. Believe me and understand that I am he. The Lord is that servant. Before me there was no God formed. God in his yeah, the height is God himself, the Father of glory, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Elohim, self-existent, eternal God Almighty, El Shaddai. In his state, in his depth, 
He took upon him the form of a servant. Who is that? God said before me, there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. See now that I am God and beside me, there is none other savior. I'm the Lord, thy redeemer, the Holy one of Israel. Isaiah 43:10 on through 18. He is the Lord Jehovah God almighty. So what's the height of Christ? He's God. Always has been God, always will be God. What's the depth? He came into the world. Jesus said there, he said, now you ask in this humiliated state, you ask the father in my name, he, because he hasn't been glorified with the father's own self yet. He's still in a humble state as our kinsman redeemer, one of us. But then he's going to pray, Father, John 17, 5, glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory I had with you before the world was. I want all the glory I laid aside and made myself of no reputation. I want it all back, all of it, not something less. Just as he said before Pilate, what and if you shall see the Son of Man ascend back up to where he was before. There in his state, in a humble state, he said, you ask the Father in my name, Jesus, and he will give it you. Why is he speaking that in that third person, singular personal pronoun? He will give it you. Because he's in a humble state, if you know the height, the depth of Christ. He hasn't been glorified yet with the Father's own self, being made both Lord and Christ, Acts 2.36. Let all the house of Israel know surely that same Jesus whom you crucified in his depth, in the height, the depth of Christ, the humble state of Christ, the sufferings of Christ, that at that time, God that literally made his soul an offering for sin, the man, the Christ, died on the cross. That same Jesus whom you crucified, Acts 2, 36, God hath made him both Lord, Lord Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Holy Ghost, went back to his former glory. I go back to my Father. There, we know that he is the blessed and only potentate, 1 Timothy six fifteen. He has entered into that light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see. No other man, only Christ Jesus, who is that man, that God, has entered in. So he said at that time, you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it you. Whatsoever you ask in my name. Just as Jesus said in the depth of Christ, he's walking with the disciples, he's with them, he's ministering with them, leading and guiding them. And he says, I'll pray the Father to send you another comforter whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you, houses permanently, he houses with you, and shall be in you. In you? said, I'm with you now, but I'm going to be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. The coming of the Lord, where? When you see the Son of Man come in his kingdom. Acts, the second chapter, Christ in you, the hope of glory, the Holy Ghost given. Jesus is that spirit. He is that Christ. There he said, I'll pray the Father send you another comforter whom the world cannot receive. Why? Because 
The, the wicked cannot understand these things. But you know him. He told his disciples, you know him. For he dwelleth with you. You're looking at me. And shall, I shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So that means that man will be made a quickening spirit. Just as Jesus said in John 2, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. No man can raise up his own body except he be God. Then watch the next verse. He said, hitherto, that's uh, John 16, 24. Remember, we're on righteousness. Hitherto, you've asked nothing in my name. Jesus, that's the name. Ask, and, it's, and you shall receive that your joy may be full. These things have I spoken to you in Proverbs. Notice he says, these are hidden secret things. I've spoken to you in Proverbs, deep hidden things. But the time cometh when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. When? When you receive the Holy Ghost. When that day, he said, you're going to know I'm in the Father, Father in me. When that Son of Man is lifted up, when he's glorified, he dies, buried, and rose again, glorified with the Father's own self, you're going to know that I am in the Father, Father in me, that I am the same Spirit as the Father. You're going to know it. You're going to know the Father in that day. And he said, at that day, you shall, and this is verse 26, very, very important. Please underline it or make a note of it. In that day, you shall ask in my name, not Father in the name of Jesus. He said, in that day, when I'm glorified, when you have come into the church age, Christ in you, the hope of glory, you ask in my name, not Father in the name. We put him back before the cross. But after his death, burial, and resurrection, and his glorification, at that time, you ask in my name. And what she says, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. Why? Because he sat down with the Father in his throne. He's glorified with the Father's own self. Jesus is that spirit, that Father of glory. He is the Son that is the Father revealed. Then he says, for the Father himself loveth you because you have loved me. He's talking back down in the depth, his humiliated state, because you've loved me. I'm one with you. I'm your kinsman redeemer. You've believed that and have believed that I came out from God. Now that's righteousness. I came out. I didn't come from God. I came out from God and I go back to God, not beside him, not around him, to him, set down with the Father in his throne, made a quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15, 45. The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The second Adam was made a quickening spirit, not spiritual man, spirit. That's Jesus. The Lord is that spirit. Jesus is the Lord who is that spirit, 2 Corinthians three seventeen. Now, I came forth from the Father. You came forth from the Father? Yeah, that's the Word. Well, the Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost, these three are exactly the same Spirit. 1 John 5, 7. There's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. These three are one. 
Greek word heis, H-E-I-S, meaning one and the self-same spirit. Not a different spirit. Not Father and Father Junior or Spirit Junior. No, Father, Word, and Holy Ghost. Father's administrative office of that spirit. The Word is that little expression office of that same spirit. The Holy Ghost is the power office of that same spirit. There's only one spirit. There's three different functions there. Father, Word, Holy Ghost, one and the same spirit. There's three, three that bear record in the earth. There's spirit, water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. But the Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost, these three are one. And he said, I came forth from the Father and am coming to the world. The Word, the Word is the Father revealed. God with us, the Father. You've seen me, you've seen the Father. John 10, 30, I and my Father are one and the self-same Spirit. John 14, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Philip, show us the Father? Believe me that I'm in the Father, Father me, or else believe me for the work's sake. The words that I speak are not mine. The Father dwelling in me, housing permanently in me, never to leave. He's the one doing the works. What works? Healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, opening blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame walking the captive, going free. Blessed is he, whomsoever is not offended in me. Then he said again, I came into the world, the word, the word made flesh. Then I'll leave the world and I go to the Father. He's reproving the world of righteousness. I came from God, I go back to him. I came forth from the Father, came to the world, died, buried, rose again, and went back to the Father, to the glory of the Father. Glorified with the Father's own self, John 17, 5. The blessed and only potentate, 1 Timothy 6.15. The quickening spirit, 1 Corinthians 15.45. His disciples said unto him, Lo, now speakest thou plainly. You're showing us plainly of what? That you are the Father. I'm showing you plainly that I am the Father in that day. I'll speak no more in Proverbs. I'll show you plainly of the Father. Then the disciples said, What? Now... We know, yeah, lo, thou speakest thou plainly. You've shown us plainly you're the Father. You've shown us the Father. Just like he did in John 14. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh the Father but by me. From henceforth, you both know him and have seen him. Thomas saith unto him, uh, uh, Philip saith him, Lord, well, you know that how uh, now uh, show us the Father, and it suffices us. <laughs> Philip says, Lord, we know you're the Lord, but show us the Father, and that is sufficient. That suffices us. Jesus said, have I been so long time with you? And yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He is telling Philip, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Same thing he said in John 8, 13 through 27. The Pharisees came to him and said, Jesus, you bear record yourself. Your record's not true. You're only one man. Jesus said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true because I am not alone. You see, John 2, the Father giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. Not the Spirit. All that God is, was, or ever will be in 
Christ Jesus, the man, the man, Christ Jesus. There in John 8, Jesus said, though I bear record of myself, my record is true. I'm not alone. Me, I bear record of myself and my father that sent me, he beareth witness of me. They said, they're going to say, where's your father? Notice that Jesus goes to the testimony. He says, it is written in your law, the testimony of two men is true. Here's the testimony. I am one that beareth witness of myself. He goes from record to witness. There's one witness. There's the flesh of God Almighty, that servant made in the likeness of men, Christ Jesus, the man. That's Christ, the man. That's his depth, his humiliation. That's the depth of Christ. How low did he go? One of us, our kinsman redeemer, and Adam after the fall to redeem us that were under the law. I am one that beareth witness of myself, and my father that sent me, he beareth witness of me. Of course, they couldn't see that because he and all the fullness of that, that spirit is in Christ. You're looking at him. You're looking at the father of glory. Manifest in a body of flesh and blood. God manifests in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3.16. Therefore, they said, where is your father? The Pharisees asked Jesus in John 8, 13. On, they said, where is your father? We don't see your father. Jesus said, if you had known me, you should have known my father also. Uh, you're from beneath, I'm from above. You're of this world, I'm not of this world. Notice that Jesus said, moreover, he spake these words in the treasury. No man laid hands on him because his hour was not yet come. Notice Jesus saying the same thing here. I go my way. He's the way, the truth, and life. No man cometh through the what father except by me. I'm going to go my way. Where? To the father. I'm glorified with the father's own self. I'm the father revealed in flesh. I'm God manifest in the flesh. He is the wonderful counsel, the mighty God, the everlasting father. Isaiah 9, 6. Though he's emptied out and made himself of no reputation to work as a man and under the law, that man is Christ. Christ is the spirit manifesting Christ, the flesh, one and the same. Not a Christ junior. Christ is Christ. Christ is spirit is Christ, the man, even in his humiliated state. So Jesus said, I go my way. Whether I go, you cannot come. Why? Because the wicked cannot understand these things. They said, what will you do? Will you kill yourself? Because you said, whether I go, you cannot come. You're going to kill yourself. And Jesus said very plainly, show you very plainly of the Father. In John 8, 24, Jesus said, except you believe that I am he, the Father of glory, ye, you shall die in your sins. Now that should make most the believers that following a Trinity doctrine, a monetarian tunis doctrine, or a oneness doctrine, that the man is not God, to change their belief that Jesus, the man, is God. Except you believe it, I, the man Christ Jesus, am he, the Father of glory, you shall die in your sins. This they understood not. He spake to them of the Father. They don't understand it today. 
But when he's glorified with the Father, Son, Seventh, in his glorification, he said, Now, I'll pray that Father send you another hope, a comforter, the Holy Ghost, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know it. He dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Jesus says that spirit on the day of Pentecost, he came. The Son of Man said, You saw. You will see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Matthew 16, they saw it on the day of Pentecost. They saw Jesus. He said, you will see me again right there. Then he says, that Son of Man, some of you, shall, somebody said, no, that's the second advent. No, because Jesus said, some of you, Matthew 16, last verse, so shall, standing here with me, shall not taste of death until you see the Son of Man coming. Where? In his kingdom. What is that kingdom? The kingdom of God is Christ in you. That Christ was given on the day of Pentecost. They saw it. Then Jesus said, the disciples said unto Jesus, Lo, now speaketh thou plainly. You have said, you're not going to speak any more Proverbs. You're going to show us plainly of the Father. Now you're speaking plainly. You are the Father. And speaketh no proverb. You're showing us plainly. So what do they say in the next verse? In the days of his flesh, he said, no man knoweth the hour of my coming. Not the angels, nor me, only my Father in heaven. He's the only one that knows. But watch this next verse. Now, the disciples said, are we sure that thou knowest all things? You know when you're coming. You know the day, the hour. Why? Because you have shown us plainly you are the Father. And needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we know and believe that thou camest forth from God, and now you go back to God. That's righteousness. So what is the righteousness of God? He'll reprove the world of righteousness because I go to my Father. I came from him, I go back to him. I came forth from the Father, I go back to the Father. Thy came, the Word was made flesh, died, buried, rose again, and then went back to, how high did he go? How low did he go? Become one of us. He was our kinsman, kinsman redeemer, made an under the law to redeem us under the law. In love, what the law could not do and that it was weak in the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. So he that knew no sin became sin. Why? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Who are the wise? Those that turn many unto righteousness. Daniel 12. And they will shine as the stars, as the light in the firmament, as the stars of heaven. And I'll give you the morning star. Jesus is that morning star. But I'll give you the morning star. Why? Because your light, your glory will be the same glory that I have, that same glory that, Father, you've given me that same glory I give unto them. Not a lesser glory, same glory. You will shine. Now, while I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. I'm that light. I am that morning star. But, when I go to the Father, now you are the light of the world. You are a city set upon a hill that cannot be hid. You are that light of the world, so let your light shine. That's Christ in you. 
not you, but Christ uh, revealed in and through you. Paul said, for me to live is Christ. I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life I now live, I live by that faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Who gave you the faith? God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. What? To reveal him as witnesses unto him, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the most parts of the world. Here we have the righteousness of God. It's the revelation of Christ in the height, depth, height, he is God. Depth, he became a man, a servant. God formed in a body and flesh of a man. Goes back glorified with the Father's own self. That man is that quickening spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 45, and has given us of his spirit. Christ said, I will not leave you coverless. I will come to you. He did. He said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This he spake of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given. Why? Because Jesus is it. It's expedient. He goes away because he is all that God is, was, or ever will be. But if I go away and I make a way for you, then out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. This he spake of the Holy Ghost, which was not yet given. Why? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. He is that quickening spirit. So the righteousness is the work of Jesus. That he, God himself, was manifest in flesh. Christ revealed. Death, burial, resurrection went back to the glory of the Father, glorified by the Father's own self, and now sends forth his spirit. Galatians 4, verse 6, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Because the spirit of the Father is the spirit of the Son, one and the same. But the only way we can get that spirit is through what Jesus did in his righteousness. Righteousness is he's not just God. He's the God that was manifest. You believe on him who has sent me, Jesus said. Believe on him whom he has sent. You believe the record that God gave of his Son, that he is the Father revealed. And then you have set to your seal that the testimony that God is true the testimony that God gave him himself of his son. No man knoweth the son but the father. No man knoweth the father but the son and to whom he will reveal him. It has to be revealed. So the wise will turn many to righteousness, the true Christ, God Almighty. That's the height. What's the depth? What is the length and width? That's the charity of every one of you abounding one toward another. And your faith groweth exceedingly, and a charity abounding every one of you, one toward another, from believer to believer, preferring your brother above yourself, literally condescending to men of low estate, the same mind that was in Christ Jesus, now in you, Philippians 2, 6. And hereby fulfill you the law of Christ that you bear you one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. If you walk in that light, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So there you have righteousness. And the wise shall turn many to righteousness. The true revelation of Christ in the height, depth, length, and width in the riches of Christ, the unsearchable riches in Christ Jesus revealed by the Holy Ghost. There you have 
reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment, the Holy Ghost given. John 16, whereby we are made the righteousness of God in him, and it's only in him that we can come to that saving salvation knowledge of God through this exceedingly great and precious promises given to us, whereby we can escape the corruption of the world through lust, whereby we're made partakers of his divine nature. So grace reigns through that righteousness, through his work, through what he did. And it is now obtained by faith, saved by grace through faith, that God has dealt to every man the measure of faith, working not the righteousness which is of the law, which is administration of death, administration of condemnation, but the righteousness of God by faith, saved by faith, saved by grace through faith. How does grace reign? Through that work, the righteousness, turning many to righteousness, righteousness the true Christ, the doctrine of Christ. So let no man deceive you by any means. That Christ, that in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That's a mystery of God and the Father and of Christ in whom in him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now revealed, the seals broke, coming into the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ into a perfect man to those that have an ear to hear. We need to hear from you. If this strikes a chord and the witness of the Holy Ghost in you, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas. That's one word, L-O-N-G-V-I-E-W, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or message me, on the website dennisbeard.org or message me at sealinggodspeople.org. Love to hear from you. The unity of the faith through the saints of God are coming right now. The body fitly framed together, whichever joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love, God is doing it now. Let's all come together for the greatest work that will be revealed before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. The fathers turn the hearts of the children to the fathers, fathers to the children. Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.